Chapter Twenty One of the Submarine Boys and the Smugglers by Victor G. Durham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Brandon. Chapter Twenty One. Action all in a minute. Silently, the men on duty below worked at their stations. From their compartments, enough water was expelled by compressed air to allow the Grant to rise and ride the waves gunner's mate lieutenant jack called down the turret stairs aye aye sir uncover the three-pounder be prepared to send it up with six rounds of ammunition two blank and four with projectiles aye aye sir deck watch two seamen promptly reported open the turret so that we can get out on deck mr white under the influence of the stirring action around him ned white agog with curiosity sprang to the foot of the stairs unconsciously saluting you may come on deck now mr white and see what's going to happen you may just wager that i want to see breathed white quickly as he ran up the steps when i hear the order for a cannon and ammunition on a warcraft i want to know all about it jack was just outside the turret standing on the platform deck almost at white's heels came men with the three-pound cannon another seaman brought up the rear with the six shells wanted quickly the gun was secured in place forward the gunner's mate slipped in a blank shot without even waiting for the order mr hastings rang jack benson's order bear down on the steamship at full speed gunner's mate stand by the gun to fire a blank shot as soon as i direct mr hastings station a man to turn on the searchlight as soon as i give the order away raced the grant nor did it appear as though any one on the steamship detected the advance of the submarine through the drizzling rain all this time the steamship was proceeding slowly as the grant drew nearer it could be seen that men at the stern of the steam craft were throwing larger-sized packages overboard. These floated, and a single man in a small boat, doubtless Jake, was securing them. Lieutenant Benson waited until within a quarter of a mile of the steamship. Then his orders snapped out. Flash the light. First over the steamer's stern, then forward. Gunner's mate, ready as the searchlight lay suddenly across the steamer a sudden commotion could be detected on board men were running to and fro fire shouted the young submarine commander the sharp crack of the three-pounder sounded out over the waters run in close mr hastings and i'll hail the steamship suddenly a glare of light from the steamship lay across the submarine boat from the steamship's bridge went up a howl of consternation other men could now be seen running forward benson's own searchlight had shown a heap of merchandise in large cases piled up aft now as if by magic these cases began to vanish steamship ahoy shouted benson through the megaphone as he ran his craft up alongside lay to we're going to send a party aboard 
who are you demanded a hoarse voice from the bridge the united states submarine boat grant lieutenant jack benson commanding will you kindly go to blazes roared a voice from the bridge lay to sir or it'll be the worst for you jack returned you've taken your nameplate down from the pilot house but you forgot the one on your bow you are the steamship bengo you will find yourselves in worse trouble if you don't lay to for us to send a party on board if you're not a revenue cutter and i know you're not i won't lay to for you raved the man on the steamship's bridge then we'll board sir anyway and all the responsibility for any damage done will rest on your head sir jack declared united states seamen armed with rifles now appeared on deck the gunner's mate brought lieutenant jack's sword which that young man hung at his belt close in ran the grant just as the steamer's engine-room gong rang for full speed ahead the grant's engine-room indicator showed the call for increased speed too once more the little submarine ran up close alongside the steamship forward a seaman threw a line uncoiling upward it went the end passing around one of the ship's davits then down again it came the grant's helmsman ran in so close that the submarine lay bumping against the side of the steamship as the sailor caught the end of the rope he passed both ends to a mate now the first seaman nimbly started to climb up the double rope go back or i'll cut the rope angrily warned one of the ship's officers knife in hand jack benson snatched a rifle from a seaman nearby aiming at the officer get back my man or i'll drop you benson shouted up you daren't shoot taunted the officer above i'll give you until i count three and then prove that i dare shoot and that i can shoot straight jack retorted coolly one two but the ship's officer was gone from the rail the jackie kept on with his climb however going over the rail and unslinging his own rifle throw that sailor overboard ordered the voice from the bridge the fellow that tries it won't have any too much fun chuckled the naval seaman cocking his weapon it wasn't loaded but the seaman was the only one on deck who knew that several men and women evidently passengers had started down on the port side of the promenade deck out of curiosity better get back ladies and gentlemen warned the sailor maybe there's going to be trouble and shooting here at this moment lieutenant benson climbed over the rope he leaped to the deck then turned to signal for more men to follow as soon as he had three men on deck with him benson left one on guard to stand by the rope with the other two he strode forward to the wheelhouse the door was locked open this door jack commanded it will not be open to you thundered the man on the bridge are you the master of this ship jack demanded glancing up at the bridge i am then sir i can only inform you that you are making an unnecessary lot of trouble for yourself 
this ship is hereby seized in the name of the united states government as a lawful prize you'll have to prove that yet raged the man on the bridge two more naval sailors came forward at this moment go up on the bridge and place that fellow under arrest benson commanded the two sailors started up readily but the skipper met them dealing one of the seamen a hard blow on the head that sent him rolling to the deck below club him with your rifle shouted the young lieutenant angrily for it enraged him to see one of his seamen struck down in the faithful discharge of his duty benson ran around on the other side of the wheelhouse then darted up the steps to the bridge turning the skipper came to meet him but this left a naval seaman in his wake who brought down the butt of a rifle over the master's head down on the bridge sprawled the skipper he was not quite unconscious but he knew that he had received the worst of it is the gunner's mate on board shouted the submarine boy leaning over the port side of the bridge here sir answered the mate running forward with more seamen come up here benson ordered put the irons on this scoundrel in a trice the skipper was ironed ensign hal hastings was now on board he hurried forward to report counting the injured sailor there were now ten more besides the two officers and the gunner's mate now on board mr hastings rang jack's voice sir enter the wheelhouse and relieve the man or men you find on duty in there use violence if you have to ring the signal to stop as the quickest way of obeying the order hal ordered some of his men to smash the wheelhouse windows then two men got inside covered by the rifles of their comrades inside were found the second officer and a quartermaster you two are relieved from duty and will exercise no further command jack called down from the bridge mr hastings send them below and place them in irons if they try to come up again the engine room signal was given and speed stopped this is an infernal outrage roared the skipper of the steamship as soon as he began to understand more clearly what had happened it is an outrage and has been one for a long time i fancy benson retorted dryly but you won't do any more mischief for a while sir nor will your ship be engaged in smuggling again very soon there's no smuggling been done by this craft insisted the master save that and tell it to those who will believe you advised jack benson at jack's direction hal now took the bridge while jack went to the captain's cabin to find the ship's papers the gunner's mate with two seamen was sent to round up the deck officers in the saloon cabin the first officer was found talking with some fifty or sixty passengers of both sexes but we can't find the third officer sir reported the gunner's mate after a search of some minutes let him go then directed lieutenant jack returning with the ship's papers probably he doesn't count for much anyway jack benson himself now stepped into the saloon cabin ladies and gentlemen he called in a quarter-deck voice if you will oblige me with your attention for a few moments i will explain what may have seemed strange to you this steamship 
has been caught in the act of transferring smuggled goods to another vessel the bingo is therefore seized as a prize of the government this ship will be taken to new york lower bay and there turned over to the revenue customs authorities at the same time you will all doubtless be set ashore unless it is charged that some of you have had a hand in the smuggling that has brought about the seizure of this vessel now i will ask you if any of you observed the throwing of cargo overboard astern a little while ago i believe i can answer you for the entire party replied a handsome elderly man stepping forward none of us saw any cargo going overboard astern for the simple reason that the stewards told us that by captain lafont's orders all passengers were to remain in this apartment the reason given us was that a part of the cargo had to be shifted before we reached new york and that passengers on deck would be in danger of getting hurt thank you sir was jack's acknowledgment i think i understand how this captain lafont has been able trip after trip to run in and transfer smuggled goods without the least danger of being reported by one of his passengers ladies and gentlemen the officers of this vessel have been relieved from duty my junior officer will take this vessel into the lower bay of new york you will look to ensign hastings as the master of this ship for the time it will take to complete her voyage probably in the minds of the assembled passengers there arose some wonder at the age of this boyish-looking young lieutenant probably most of the beholders imagined benson to be older than he looked for he was supported by real united states sailors from a real enough submarine craft there could be no doubt that he was genuinely a naval officer i assure you all jack wound up that at need you will find mr hastings a most competent officer and a most courteous gentleman i will now wish you a good night with a graceful bow benson left the cabin outside he called to the gunner's mate arrange to take our injured man back on the grant jack ordered then get over the side yourself lieutenant benson next went forward to the bridge mr hastings you will take this ship to lower bay new york and there turn her and your prisoners over to the proper revenue authorities with the ship's papers which i hand you now it will be found that there is still some cargo aboard that is not down on the manifest a good enough proof of smuggling on completion of your duty you will wire me at boxhaven i will advise you to keep strict guard and to tolerate no nonsense from officers or crew on this vessel i shall be very careful sir hal answered go ahead as soon as i signal you from the grant very good sir as lieutenant jack hurried to the port quarter to call the grant closer he met the young man from the state department hello hailed jack pleasantly so you came with us of course i did rejoined ned white why should i remain where none of the fun was happening i'm glad you saw it jack benson replied heartily i was so busy that really i didn't have time to think of you that was the way i figured it smiled ned so i came up the rope anyway up the rope surely 
i didn't know you had that accomplishment as a college man i've had the advantage of some gym training ned explained can you get back by the rope oh yes here's our injured man sir said the gunner's mate turning from the rail and saluting can you go down a rope sims asked benson looking at the man keenly yes sir i think so replied the seaman groggily i'm inclined to doubt it jack went on we shall do better to lower you the same rope was at hand jack benson signaled to the deck watch and the grant moved neatly in alongside we're hauling up the rope to lower a man who has been hurt the young lieutenant explained stand by to receive him aye aye sir the rope was made fast under seaman sims armpits he was lowered jack ned and the gunner's mate holding to the rope there was but one seaman on deck as the only other left on board the submarine was at the wheel go ahead gunner's mate ordered jack as soon as the rope was free we need you on the grant's deck so that petty officer let himself down by the rope after you jack announced smiling at white do you want a net spread to catch you i'll show you whether i do or not you josher muttered white in pretended anger just watch me grasping the doubled line young white went down very well until he was within four feet of the grant's deck then just as luck would have it he lost his hold striking the sloping deck prostrate white rolled down the slippery surface but the gunner's mate running forward from the turret and with a surer footing caught him by one arm no going overboard sir without the commanding officer's permission remarked the mate dryly getting upon his feet ned fled below he didn't want to face further joshing from lieutenant jack benson that young officer however had more important matters on his mind reaching the deck of his own craft he handed the line to the lone seaman there who hauled in and secured the rope helmsman signal for slow speed ahead jack called at once port your helm more a port steady as the little submarine forged by alongside jack benson signaled ensign hal to go ahead good luck shouted the young lieutenant through the megaphone thank you sir the same to you sir called back the young ensign and prize-master on the bridge of the bango clang sounded on the engine-room gong of the big steamship that craft began to move ahead clang clang sounded the signal for full speed ahead hal hastings was in command of the largest craft whose bridge he had ever trod but the grant was no longer alongside cutting a sharp circle the submarine had swung around and was going back her searchlight playing in wide swings over the waters some four miles away to the southwest the light picked up the dull grayish sails of the velvet that fellow isn't headed for boxhaven sir observed the gunner's mate he may think he isn't replied jack benson with a grim smile deck watch here sir my compliments to mr white and ask him to join me on deck if he has nothing better to do helmsman bring us around and keep in the wake of that schooner ring for extra speed i suppose you want to tell me what you think of my rope work murmured ned almost 
shamefacedly as he reached the platform deck no jack answered i had forgotten that i wanted to ask you what you think of our night's work fine if it doesn't get you into trouble declared the young man from the state department trouble repeated jack feeling a bit disturbed what trouble can come to me from having done my duty it's like this whispered ned the owners of the bengo are pretty sure to put up a big fuss and a lot of admiralty lawyers may be found who'll question if you had sufficient ground for seizing that ship the real fight will be in the courts end of chapter twenty one recording by john brandon